Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guests on the show, yes guests, plural, are Elaine Howley and Owen French, who you might know from their day jobs with Altered Hours and Talos, respectively. Today they're talking about Eru's Threshold. From the team behind Body and Soul, it's a brand new multidisciplinary project created entirely during the Level 5 lockdown. If you don't mind me reading from the press release, which does a much better job of explaining it than I could reinterpret it, featuring an outstanding cast of renowned Irish female talent from the worlds of theatre, dance, film, literature, fashion design and music, the project interprets the past in response to the current global pandemic. The piece was originally conceived during a site visit at Ballinlock Castle, County Westmeath, when Body and Soul founder Avril Stanley invited creative director Mary Hickson to collaborate. Taking some inspiration from the magical playground that is the land that surrounds the 17th century country house, they were both keen to lean into the spirit of Celtic female energy and use the piece to amplify the space between things, the threshold. Eru's Threshold will be presented as a film premiering live at 8pm on Saturday, February 13th, that's this Saturday, on the Body and Soul website. There is a big team behind the project and again from the press release. Hickson's vision is being presented through the inimitable lens of award-winning film director Mia Malarkey and features a diverse cast of artists including voiceover from the Tony Award-winning actress Marie Mullen and costumes by textile designer Katie Hanlon. Choreographer and lead dancer Robin Byrne was invited to embody the spirit of Eru, which is portrayed throughout humanity in nature, culture and in the divine. Robin also choreographs a team of six dancers who bring the piece to the cathartic climax. Durin Grifa was invited to create two poems to encapsulate the cyclical nature of birth and death, which honoured the poignancy of power of chant in ritual. The search for the right voice to sing the aria inspired many discussions around the female spirit versus the feminine energy. Traditionally sung by sopranos, the team decided instead to call upon the unique vocal power of Owen French to provide a more fragile and vulnerable rendition on a male's voice in an effort to dispel the notion of male versus female, but instead to look at how they hold and support each other. Owen is accompanied by musicians Elaine Howley and Kate Ellis from Crash Ensemble, and the track is co-produced with Ross Dowling. Uh, so yeah, Again, Eru's Threshold will screen live at 8pm on Saturday, February 13th on the Body and Soul website. Admission is free. However, advanced sign-up is required and you can register at bodyandsoul.ie. And here is myself, Elaine and Owen French talking over Zoom on Monday morning about how they got involved, how the project came together and is going. As I speak on Wednesday morning slash early afternoon, I think it's still ongoing too. I think their final deadline is Friday, it sounds like. So I um, hope hope they're getting on well with that. Uh, we also talk about whether they have any news on new Talos and Altered Hours music. Oh, wait until you hear about that. And we also talk about being creative in lockdown and another couple of things as well. So here is the chat with Elaine Howley and Owen French on the Point of Everything podcast. Delighted to be joined by Elaine Howley and Owen French. Uh, you're working on Aru's Threshold at the moment, the music for Aru's Threshold, a new film that sounds like it's still in the work, still being made as we're talking, but is going to premiere on the Body and Soul website on uh, Saturday, the 13th of February, this Saturday, five days away. How are you guys doing? Elaine, how are you doing? Uh, first of all, you're watching the snowfall at the moment. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing seeing the, the snow starting to fall here. And uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm a good farm and I'm excited about this project. It's nice to have it to focus on at the moment and uh, to see it coming together. So yeah, thanks for having us. Isabel. And how are you doing, Owen? Where, where are you at the moment? 
I'm all good. Yeah, I'm down in um West Cork. I've been down there for I've down in Castle Towns then for the last uh well for the last seven or eight months anyway, you know. So I moved down when all of this stuff started kicking off with the lockdown crack and just got out of dodge pretty much straight away. And uh yeah, just I've been down here since, just recording away and it's kind of been it really. And and so who wants to uh, take the first stab of explaining uh, maybe the idea behind Aru's threshold and how you guys got involved? I don't know, uh, Owen. Do you want to do you want to have a go at it? Uh, I don't try. I don't, I mean, I think like, uh, I, I, maybe Elaine has a better idea with regards what what the what the core idea like how it started and stuff. I, I I'm not. I, I I think like or even Mary and stuff. I don't really know the exact kind of. Um, I like core ideas behind it, but I think what what really I suppose why I primarily got involved was because of the people that were involved. Um, I heard Elaine was doing stuff on it, and I'd be like a big fan of the Alterers anyway, and, and all the stuff they do. And and then Mary, I've been working with for like between kind of songs from the Safe Harbor with like kind of doing some graphic stuff, and then musically over the last kind of geez I don't know what it is no nearly two two or two to five years or something like that you know so um I think once you know once I heard the people were involved it, it that was the main driving force for me anyway more than more than anything you know and and what about you Elaine how did uh how did you get involved you were in earlier were you yeah I heard I first heard of it before Christmas so it was kind of quite in its infancy then and um I had a chat with Mary about it and she was kind of talking about the the myth behind it and that she wanted to do something with body and soul and, and in Westmead. And she was talking about the goddess Eru. And yeah, I was kind of really interested in that. Uh, she was talking about Dido and Dido's lament. And then, you know, I suppose kind of weaving those two myths and uh, a lot to do with, I suppose, rebirth and regeneration, the land and death and all, all those kind of ideas. So, um, and similar to Owen, like, you know, getting the opportunity to collaborate with Owen was like really cool as well so that 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 kind of happened a bit later but but to be honest I was sort of in from from the start and that just kind of made it yeah that, that was just a total bonus that I got to work with Owen and and then Darren adding the poetry as well so yeah it was just like a really cool team coming together and yeah that kind of focused on on the myth and so just like hearing about the visuals that were going to happen and the dancing that was going to happen uh, at the start I thought I might have to be doing some of that and when I heard I didn't yeah. uh, I was <laughs> <laughs> really glad to be in the background because Mary was like could you dance and I was kind of like yeah like hypothetically uh, but yeah. <laughs> 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 I was just like in real life that could be you know I was thinking I might be jumping up around the hill of terror but that didn't happen so um I was kind of in it for yeah I'm totally in it even willing to do that but thankfully um yeah that part didn't uh they got in professionals so yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, you kind of mentioned it there. I'll just read a little bit out um, from the press release. Uh, the film features a reinterpretation of Henry Purcell's area Dido's Lament, which is considered in classical music one of the most heart-wrenching uh, portrayals of the passing into death. Aru's Threshold, however, reimagines the area through the Irish mythological goddess Aru. The Lament was selected as one of the most powerful and timeless expressions of death and loss. I mean, I'm guessing that's kind of outside both of your comfort zones. Um, so like Elaine, when Mary comes at you with this idea, is your first thought like absolutely like this is it's too much for me sort of thing, you know, like I'll, I'll pass. Like, do you have to actually 
kind of convince yourself or is Mary just such a you know I always think of her as a force of nature that she convinces you you know in seconds that this is what you have to do I happened to be reading this uh, in O'Brien book and um, Mother of Ireland like a couple of days before and was like hearing about some myths and stuff that I had totally forgotten that I probably learned in primary school and I just kind of it was one of those sort of coincidences I was like no way I was just you know looking up some of this stuff uh but yeah it was definitely Mary's you know her energy and also you know I haven't had the opportunity to work with her before and seeing you know a lot of the festivals she's done and all that kind of stuff so so yeah uh, maybe afterwards I had to convince myself like I said when I thought I might be dancing or something I was like what if, like what have I agreed to but uh yeah no it's been all good <laughs> so yeah it was it was definitely like both her description and I had the sense that it was kind of a fluid project like she was bringing in people that she really wanted to to work with and that it would sort of you know that it would ebb and flow and that's kind of seems to be how it's gone like you know with Owen coming on board and you know uh, I suppose really taking the Dido's lament and making it his own like has been really cool to see so I think it's a lot to do with the people driving it. And and so when you're kind of working off kind of a, a base idea kind of a, a piece of music that already exists like I are you kind of trying to stay faithful to that or are you uh you know like just taking like one small idea is it almost like creating a remix or something um it's a hard one to yeah i i, I mean i i think the trick with the, the 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 hard thing about the lament was that um there was a there's kind of a thin line to thread as to like trying to bring it into a kind of a contemporary space you know um it, it like just m- melodically it, it really does like lean into that kind of classical operatic world and uh, like it was it was a really it, it, yeah it was a really tricky thing to to kind of like sing it actually and like to actually find like how, how, how to how to sing it and stuff and um i think with regards the sonic though like it wasn't too hard because like even like elaine had kind of sent on like like just tons of kind of layers and textures and all that kind of stuff. And we're working with um, Ross Dowling as well, who's, who's kind of co-producing it. And he's, he's uh, a guy who will kind of do most of the stuff with anyway. So like his ear for like, you know, kind of pushing stuff into an electronic space and, and that kind of stuff is, is quite unique. So I think, I hope that like by the end of it, it will like it will find its own feet with regards like feeling new and strange and and kind of I suppose our like our own as a as a as a group you know what I mean as a kind of a, a collective or a, colla- a collaboration or whatever that it kind of does yeah become something new or something you know but um I mean it was it's a 300 what is it like a 300 piece a 300 year old piece of music or something like that isn't it so I mean, like it was, it was just, I, I, or maybe I'm wrong there. I don't. Know. I think Mary threw that. No, or somebody said that figure. But um, I think even like chordally, it's so far removed from like what anything I'd, I'd write or even consider that that the challenge alone and actually understanding like where, um, where it kind of modulated and then how the melody sat over that was actually really, well, it was actually just a really good thing to learn. Even you know what I mean. And I kind of like it unlocked a few things with regards playing and then kind of theory ways as well. So, is that kind of challenge something that maybe you wouldn't kind of force yourself into, kind of say under Talos or under Altered Hours? Is is this something that you almost consider separate to like the music that people would most associate you with? Yeah, I think it's like 
yeah I'd never heard that you know even the piece like Dyer's Limit I'd never heard it before um and just like hearing different versions like some are more accessible like Annie Lennox has a version that was probably the most kind of easy way into it but um I was kind of focusing on the the kind of bass motif which is like this sliding scale and there was one note in it that like starts the round and like each time I was kind of making it like I just wasn't managing to fit it in like maybe similar to what I was describing it just it took me a while to like click with like how this was actually working and and yeah I think it's just unless I don't know how else I might have come to it so and I ended up kind of spending a lot of time just like listening to it and yeah the mood of it is quite like it's quite like a funeral or something it's yeah it's totally totally out of my kind of usual so that's cool like you know to to kind of go into a zone you wouldn't usually yeah yeah um I know I agree there I mean like it's the like it's definitely like one of the heaviest pieces of, pieces of music I've kind of heard or even tried to like kind of play or reinterpret you know it's it's got it's dating like um but um but it's like it's interesting. I think like Mary had the, you know, Mary had the, the kind of the concept to to flip it on its head then and and push it like toward the end of the film piece into a more, I suppose, uplifting or kind of, um, I won't use the word tribal, but more like, I suppose, electronic or you know, in a contemporary sense, like an electronic space. So I think that'll be that'll be an interesting flip to when we you know when we can kind of merge the two and um i think them sitting like those two pieces of music sitting in um proximity to each other is, is going to be a challenge to 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 see how it works but at the same time i think it'll frame the title's lament in a different kind of way or something or it might kind of give it like a bit of ease or kind of um a bit of lightness or something you know what i mean a bit of kind of optimism at the tail end of it or something it's it's so interesting and kind of strange to be talking about a piece of music that sounds like it's still in the works and that like I haven't heard you know like usually when I'm talking to musicians on the podcast they've got albums done they've got uh you know that maybe they've talked about them already but it sounds like this has come together so quickly like I mean only getting asked around Christmas time and it sounds like you're still working on it and how have you found the actual collaboration project between the two of you guys have has it just been like this like a load of zoom calls uh over the past couple of weeks well we were lucky enough like like Elaine we had one day down here in the studio now it would uh, like obviously it would have been it, I, you know it would be a lot more ideal if we could kind of sit down for three or four days together and just kind of do this and there's just been a lot of kind of back and forwards I suppose you know what I mean and and like just just kind of like yeah we, we transfer folders and just like reams of kind of stuff that we're like putting together and I suppose over the next week it'll probably it will it will ramp up a lot more you know what I mean and that I mean like that's the only tricky part like you can't you know you can never beat being in a room with someone I don't think that'll never like you know what I mean that will never change regardless of zoom or whatever it is next you know what I mean holograms or whatever the fuck it is but like that just that just isn't isn't a thing so I mean it's going to be interesting over the next few days I think and I think like you know the day the, the day that we did work down here anyway was I think you know we got a lot I think you know it's just probably going to change a bit but I mean yeah totally 
Um, yeah, I was just thinking like even having that day as we face into the next week was, is cool because you just have a sense of what it is like to work in the, you know a room together and um, yeah, like it was it was really cool to get to do that and I think even in a few hours like you know stuff was just flowing which is just nice to know that you have that flow with somebody even if you are working then remotely you're like well yeah like I I, I see a, a kind of big cross over there and in kind of you know the kind of things we like we like or where we see it going so so that's cool and and I know that they were filming in Ballinlock um I think it was last week were you were you guys uh, up there were you, were you there Elaine uh no unfortunately uh, I couldn't make it I had a presentation but Owen was there it's right oh, know, and I, yeah so Owen is going to be your piece is going to be in the film isn't it the, yeah yeah I like I have a very very brief kind of cameo spot oh. <laughs> so just show, show me head for like 10 seconds or something like that um so yeah I think it uh, yeah it was great I mean it was it was actually just really nice to get kind of out of West Cork for a day you know we've been kind of stuck here for like I don't know how long at this stage it feels like kind of grown that day you know so it was it was kind of a nice relief and and was it a case of your your eyes opening at what the project actually is like seeing it seeing it come together like that you're like oh this is what it's going to be no I was actually um I was quite surprised at the scale of it to be honest they kind of went all over I mean it's a pretty big operation you know there was I don't know how many people were there there was like three cameras full crew drone set up for like what, it, what was it like 12 dancers or something like that 10 dancers or something so yeah I was I was taken aback by that like you kind of yeah I suppose like the scale of project that Mary operates at it always kind of surprises me when I kind of get involved in it I'm just kind of like how is she doing this like <laughs> how is she pulling this off you know so I mean like that was that's just it's you know fair play to her like she just makes these things happen like and you know, yeah, she's she's a force of nature now, very easy to put her in. Um, is what's it like actually being on the body and soul site as well? Because I presume, like, we we all have memories of going to that festival or being on that site. Um, I mean, I passed the the Forbidden Fruit uh site a couple of times in Kilmainham, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that like ten thousand people come here. I imagine that it's some uh, might have been a similar feeling on was it when you're in Ballinlock? Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was, it was a bit surreal, right? Um. Yeah, just uh, it was it was strange. Uh, I, it's hard to explain, you know. Um, it just yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I like it de- definitely driving in that the like the artist entrance. I suppose I, like you'd know it as was a bit like oh fuck, I can't wait to do this again. You know what I mean? Like, but it is what it is. Um, Elaine, how have you found uh, like the last the last year now? Oh my god, I remember like talking to artists like back in March, April, May, and I was like, oh, how have you found the past couple of weeks? I can't believe I'm saying, how have you found the past year now? I know. Yeah, it's kind of mad. Like it feels like a big saga. Like I was definitely, yeah, kind of going through different phases. Um, I don't know really. I guess I keep kind of trying to come back to gratefulness, like that. You know. I still have like music to work on um that's definitely kept me going like it always does but more so than ever I suppose been able to do it from home and uh, I still have like a part-time job as a youth worker so that kind of keeps me uh just like you know busy and talking to people and, and doing projects and stuff like that um so yeah like it's been hard and I've certainly missed gigging and there's you know like everybody being trying to say like what the hell's going on but um 
like those are the things I just come back to like those are just the center points uh community work and music uh so that's kind of what gets me going like you know keeps me going yeah is this the tightest um kind of deadline that you've had on a piece of music like do you would you usually kind of uh sit on a piece and kind of like leave it for a couple of months and come back to it is this kind of I don't know is this more kind of playing on your mind or something but I think deadlines are good you know for all kinds of creatives yeah yeah and I can be a bit of a terror like there's been times when I'm like I just want this out now and then and then I'll just you know I'll wait and and then you know it's almost like it needs to pass a period of time where you can take it out in six months and it's still okay and then you you know for me anyway and then I'm like okay well now it's okay I didn't make this brash decision or something but um yeah it's 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 nice and I, I remember when I heard about the project I was like oh so this is happening in like July and you know then I heard it was happening quite soon but um yeah it kind of made me just throw myself into it and uh I think that's the nice thing about a collaborative space anyway as well where I that pressure like I feel less pressure like I, I I often especially when I have such faith in people I'm working with it's like a nice space to be in um because I'm like oh cool what they're doing is really cool so you know it just kind of like spurs me on but um yeah it's definitely probably one of the tightest deadlines for sure uh yeah so that's kind of exciting it's so fast-paced and you just don't have kind of too much time to mull over things um yeah and just kind of a snapshot I guess of where you are at creatively or like what you're trying out right now that's kind yeah. of cool yeah I totally agree like, I think um yeah it's strange like I, I, you kind of you go between those things of, of of time constraints and usually they're your own you know but I think with, with something like this it just allows you to not second guess you know what I mean like, like you can't you just like okay this is like that's it make the what whatever that idea is you're first kind of instinct has to just be made like as best as it uh, like you know uh, as well as it can be now like I suppose in saying that the deadline is Friday you know like myself and Elaine have have probably been going back and forth like I suppose for the last what three weeks or something like that like just with with different bits um so there's definitely like there's a mass of music there but it's more uh it's more to putting it together now to the visual you know what I mean like there's always the there's always the kind of there's always going to be kind of a few left turns when you see the visual and then you're kind of putting the music on you're like oh okay this kind of doesn't fit so how do we how do we kind of skew this or change this a bit so um that'll be interesting but it's it's yeah it's kind of nice like it's a nice relief from you know like and Elaine you know Elaine probably knows as well when you're in the middle of making a record it's like kind of endless a lot of the time you know what I mean it's like fucking when does it end you know um so this is just like it's over on it's over on friday <laughs> that's that's it you know <laughs> um i guess that that's kind of a nice segue into talking about uh you know what the the bands and the music that people might most associate you with um oh and i don't know what you can say about whether you're working on a new talos album or what plans you have in the works at the moment or if you want yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, that's, I've just been doing that for the last, um, I've been working on a new record for, I suppose, since, since I finished the last one, really, um, <clears throat> and uh, kind of spent a, a long time on it. And then there was, I kind of had a, 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 re, a batch of songs that I thought was going to be the record. And I, I well, I essentially just took, like threw them out and started again, which was really um, quite a relief. 
compared to how the last record was made, which was really kind of fast and we were kind of shooting from the hip and there was a crazy deadline on it and everything had to be done within a certain period. And, you know, and I suppose with, with this whole, you know, lockdown kind of thing, uh, you know, we had the opportunity, I had the opportunity to just stop and slow down and really take my time with it. So like, I mean, I suppose I'm like, you know, past halfway on it and I'm just really taking my time with it, you know, there's a lot, a lot of music written, you know, and when it, I don't, I don't know when it will kind of see the light of day, but it's getting there, like it's taking shape, which is quite nice. Like. Great. And Elaine, um, I was, I was actually just thinking that like this time last year, pretty much this weekend last year, I saw you uh, playing a quarter block party. I think it was in Collins in the middle of the afternoon doing your own solo thing. And I, th- I, th- I, f- I feel like um, your, your own solo stuff has been something that maybe you've been focusing on a little bit more in the last year alongside the Altered Areas stuff maybe I don't know what what you want to um say about what kind of music you're working on in a solo slash band capacity yeah so like with the band like there's an album going to be out um about around the summer and Ooh. an announcement made soon so yeah so that's exciting and like so that's kind of done and the music's been done so I suppose I have had time being at home, like working on my own stuff. So I'm kind of hoping to put put out an album with that as well this year, and kind of just have, yeah, have have both. Uh, probably after the uh, the Old Stairs album, uh, hopefully I'll do put out something myself. So yeah, that's been kind of a fun uh, venture to to do, and I I still feel like I'm kind of just exploring what what that's like, and it's nice to just be able to like plug in at home and just make stuff kind of quickly and and work that way. So, um, yeah. That's where it's kind of kind of without kind of the other four voices that are in the band sort of thing. It's just kind of almost playing playing out ideas. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's kind of I I'd always sort of written and like work with tapes and that kind of stuff. And and I made a show for DDR. I did just like extracts from all my tapes, and it kind of just grew from there. Like ended up doing some compilation songs and um. And then I just realized, yeah, okay, I've probably got a good group of songs, but they've all been made quite kind of quickly and they're almost like fancy demos. <laughs> it's It's been cool. It's been a cool way to work and it's just kind of really quick and you just kind of get stuff out there. But uh, maybe after this kind of set of, of songs, I'll try and do something a bit more, you know, like pre-planned and, and maybe more of a recording process. But um, yeah, I'll get these out first and and see then i think fancy demos should be the name of the album i think it's right it's right there in front of <laughs> <I> you <know. laughs> i'm really selling it like fancy demos um yeah <laughs> um i won't keep you much longer because i know that you've got you've got like work to get back to um but owen i did want to ask you about like we've talked about working with Mary and you know you've been working with her for a couple of years doing a, a few different things and I know that you're in uh, Wisconsin a couple of years ago on the Eau Claire Festival um, Breed who everybody knows uh, was over there as well so I know a couple of the stories but it's uh, I, I don't know if you're able to explain to people about this Eau Claire project and what you kind of got out of it um, it was like a week working in in this space with all of these amazing musicians like Justin Vernon wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, fuck, man. It's it's hard to say. Like, it was, it was terrifying for one. I mean, like, it was like you're just, you know, you're put in a room with all these 
I suppose all these people that you kind of listen to on, on like a, a regular basis that you know they, they they don't feel at arm's length you know what I mean they feel kind of very distant from what you do and all that kind of stuff and it was a very like what's the best way of putting it I, I suppose you know you, you the the kind of mystique around like the these like I suppose inverted commas acts before you go in there is is like quickly dissolves you know it just becomes about kind of people in the room making music and everybody sings to the same level which was definitely one of the most inspiring experiences like I've had and then it it changed a lot of it changed a lot of things for me with the like kind of the way I make music and the way I collaborate and I suppose then with this record it, it changed a lot of things as well it, it just I it was one of the core reasons why I kind of like like you know threw a lot of stuff out and started again was was because you know you kind of see I, I think the more the more one of the most inspiring things is that you you see people's processes you know what I mean and you you kind of get in a room with people that and you get a first-hand view of like how they make and how they interpret ideas and and like how what they kind of catch as being the core of a song or the concept of a song and stuff and that, that was like definitely something that I took away you know and how people work and then yeah it was it was quite like yeah, it was it was it was just, it was quite seismic. Like they're very they're very big events and they're very kind of scary events and and they're testing, you know, and they're very tiring. Like and it's it's quite relentless work for like five days and then you have to kind of put on a gig with whatever you make in four days. So again, you have like this crazy deadline again with that, you know. So yeah, it's there's, there's yeah I, I could kind of speak about it all day, but I suppose that's kind of the best way of putting it. That they kind of it's definitely quite um, altering on a kind of uh, like a creative and um, and and on every other type of scale. I think that's what I found. Yeah, yeah um, it it sounds like it's a real like creative and collaborative experience, and I think that idea of collaboration is something that a lot of artists right now are kind of yearning for again. And I think it's great to see uh, you guys working together and being brought together as well like i mean I, I don't know if i would have associated say the two of you together but now that it's kind of there and you're talking about it it's like oh this this makes a lot of sense i'm looking forward to hearing uh what you come up with and listen thanks a million for uh taking the time for the chats and everything and uh best of luck getting the music out no no pressure or anything like better get to work and send some emails on this <laughs> thanks so much Sean. Cool. Nice. lovely to see you, see you bye guys see you. Bye.